York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Yup, what's going on? This is Jayless from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about the Knicks win because the Knicks beat the Hornets 121 to 106. Five game winning streak stopped by these lowly New York Knicks. It wasn't so low today because you know what? The high flying. OB Toppin, gunshots for OB Toppin. Gives you 18 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists on the night. And the highest plus minus of the game of plus 19. Also, we give you RJ Barrett, who gives you 30 points and 3 assists on the night. Jericho Sins chips in with 10. Alec Burst gives you 17. Evan Fournier breaks John Stark's 3-point record set in 99-4-95. And it gives you 12 points and seven assists, and Emmanuel quickly comes in and also gives you 10 points and seven assists. The team as a whole gives you 30 assists on the night and rain down threes, 44% from three, hitting 20 of them, and the Knicks route the Hornets, and we're talking about it all, and today I'm here to be excited. Today I'm not here to be modest. I'm telling you right now, Ryan G, I'm not here to be modest today. I'm here to talk my stuff. I'm here to big up my guy Obi Toppin, who's been languishing on the bench because of Tom Thibodeau, and now he got his wings and was able to fly. So busting these shots, Obi Toppin, and also R.J. Barrett, who once again gives you another 30-point game, his 11th 30-point game of the season, leading the youngsters, man. No other youngster, no one 20 years old is giving you 11 30-point games this season, but R.J. Barrett. And we talking about all the details of the game. Before we do that, first, I'm going to introduce you to my guy. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Good win for the Knicks tonight. It was nice to see the Ute them, Ute them. run <laughs> and play tonight. And uh, there's a lot to talk about tonight. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at that. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, man. There's a, I want the, the, the play style is different when Randall is gone. The, the passing was there. The, everything was. But I'm going to start off talking about Obadiah, all right? We're going to start off talking about Obadiah, the, the, the son of Dunker's Delight, the high <laughs> flyer himself, the man who was stapled to the bench for so long. People were counting him out, telling him, y'all, he's, he's one dimensional. Oh, he can't hit threes. Like, this man proved something to everybody today, and this, he can play. And I've been saying this for a while. That you know what? If he's given more time and if he's given more runway to not make mistakes, he can actually produce. And we've seen it in Summer League, Ryan. We, for the goal, shout out to guys who've been following us in Summer League. We've covered these Summer League games. We talked about how OB gets going. OB gets going through running, through movement. He's not a guy who can stand still, stay on the bench. And just get going like that like a microwave. He's a rhythm player. He's always been a rhythm player. 
So when he's getting only 11 and 10 minutes of the game, I already knew that's not conducive to the best OB. For OB to be the best OB, he needs time to run. He's not a microwave three-point shooter. But he, he averaged 40% from three in college. And you know why? Because the three wasn't his first shot, Ryan. The three wasn't his first shot. The first shot was the dunk. He worked inside out. He got going. He got running a, a few times. Then he hit the th couple of th a couple of threes, and he got stuff more in the flow of the game. We relegating him to a standstill three-point shooter is not his game. And today, we got to see him run. We got to see him dunk. And what's more impressive is he, he, we still haven't utilized his best assets to me. We still haven't utilized him as a guy who is a pick and roll guy um, who can catch lobs on the pick and roll and be that vertical scoring thing. He's been he's just doing all his damage, running the floor, beating everybody down the floor, showing off his elite motor, um, waiting for the defenders to turn their head and then, and then running by them and catching dunks and dunking it on people's head. We've seen OB do it in other ways that still hasn't fully utilized his strength, and that's why I'm giving OB his props. And plus the six assists on the night as well, man. In college, one of the things they said was he's a willing passer and he's a pretty decent passer as well. And we have yet to see that. But once if we start to play OB with less with more minutes and he doesn't have that 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 big bag number 30 shadow following him down a dark alley waiting to yank him back to the bench he can produce games like this ryan he can produce games like this i don't know you don't know if I, you have anything to add about obi top i'm just i'm just i'm just like i'm happy i'm happy for the kick because i feel like he can do this a couple of more times i don't know how many i don't know when randall is coming back but i guarantee you if Obi Toppin plays the rest of these games and getting 30-plus minutes a game, he's going to give you 2010 at least two more times. At least. Yeah. Um, the thing with Obi Toppin is I think everybody, for the most part, noticed this with the way the Knicks have been using Obi Toppin for his rookie season and for most of this season. Because we've all said that like, the way they use Obi Toppin is when he comes off the bench, they use him as a stretch four. Basically, all he does is stay at the three-point line, stay in the corner, wait for the ball to come to him to shoot the ball or whatever the case may be. They, 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 the Knicks never utilize his strengths. And looking at the game today, you saw his strengths. He's a guy where he, he's great when he's moving off ball. When, and especially when teammates actually look for him because yes. he quickly was looking for him. Fournier gave him a couple good passes as well that he dunked. Mm -hmm. And when and when you have guys that look for Obi, especially since his movement is so well off ball, he's able to utilize that and get easy baskets. And I think this game shows that if the Knicks have a legit point guard, which don't get me wrong, quickly he's he's shown that he can play the point. But I'm I'm still not fully convinced that he's a point guard of the future yet. I, I feel you. quickly had a really good point guard game today. I'm just like, yeah, you know. yeah. He had a really good, but but <laughs> still, like if, if the Knicks could, could get a better point guard, I'd still be with it. But I think this game shows that if the if the Knicks really have a legit point guard, like a guy who's like he like he was brought up as a point guard, like it's not somebody that we're trying to you know transform into a point guard. Obi's game would be off the chain because when guys look for Obi and Obi has that off ball movement. He's hard to defend. He's definitely hard to defend. And another thing about Obi tonight is Julius Randle. Yep. 
Look, we know Julius Randle's a guy that's going to give you 20 and 10 every night. He's a baller. He's great on offense. But the one thing Obi does better than Julius Randle, where Julius Randle lacks a lot, a lot of times on the defensive end. Obi may not be the greatest defender, but Obi is flying around the court effort. on defense, which makes a difference. The effort makes a huge difference. Because a lot of times when Julius Randle's on the court, he's sleeping on the defensive end. He's not hustling on the defensive end. And that, and that leads to a lot of open shots for the other team. And it leaves a lot of openings on defense. But with Obi, he's running around on defense. He's covering for guys. He's offering, like, weak side help. He's doing everything that you want a big to do on defense. And that's what Obi does. And like we said, Obi just gets more minutes. And then the thing that really upsets me is that watching all the young guys play tonight. Yeah. What, what, what if Sibs actually gave these guys burn earlier in the season? Like, how well would they be playing now? Right. You know what I mean? Like, say, for example, you know, Julius Randle. We've, we've been complaining about Julius Randle all season. The fact of the matter is Julius Randle plays at least 35, 36, 37 plus minutes every game. What happened if what happened if Phipps actually split the minutes and gave Obi, like, at least a 20 minutes a game and have Randle play the rest? Yep. Would, would, Randle, would, would Randle be burnt out at the end of games? He wouldn't be. So it's like, Thibs, all, all I'm praying for is that what Thibs is seeing from the young guys tonight, since he's going to be here next season, I don't think there's anything we can do about that. We just have to accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could hope for is that Thibs actually sees what he's, as Thibs actually like, takes what he sees from the young guys now, and then going into next season, he gives them more rope. Yeah. seeing how well they play, and then and incorporate them more into the lineup, and hopefully, out is more rest time and have these young guys contribute more. And I and I put money on it. If if they can just do that, the Knicks are going to be better. Much they're going to be way better off next season. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's all up to the tip. It's up to the tip. It's up to the front office. He's not going to do it alone. The front office has to sit on him and put that pressure, apply that pressure on him because. He's not going to do it alone. And, and I, I agree with you, man, about Obi's strength. Obi is an elite rim runner, but he also has an elite motor, man. Motor is, is something that's really underrated in the NBA. That's something that Kevin Knox lacked, and Obi had that in spades. He's always going to keep moving and put pressure on the defense. How many times have you seen him just run the floor, and even if it doesn't get a lob, he just he – just, Runs the floor and puts Lamella Ball in a precarious situation because he's posting him up early in the shot clock. So, like, man, I, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from Obi right now, uh, and I'm hoping he continues. And I I, I know you no know, Randall man, just take just take a couple of the more days off, just take a couple <laughs> more days, <laughs> so you can see what you know where things go with these young guys, and may you know we can we can step it up a level and, and actually build some 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 value because. I said it long before, and we said it here too. It's Obi Toppin is one of those guys where I, I feel like if he gets traded somewhere, we're gonna be looking look like a year down the road. Like, damn, we had that year. Like, we died that year, and and it might have been worth moving him if Randall kept up what Randall was been doing last year and actually has been a leader. But at this point, I think like. If you have a few more games like this with 11 games left, I feel like the incentive to move Randall 
is even higher. Especially because we've, we're finding... I mean, granted, this team is not the best defensive team either. But we've, I feel like we're finding another way to offensively play without Randall. And it is beautiful to see today. Yeah, and also I just want to add one more thing too because, you know, for most of this season we've been getting on Burks. We've been getting on Fournier. Mm -hmm. But have you noticed how different they look when they're surrounded by other players that can play defense or run around on defense? Yeah. Like, tonight... Tonight, like, I wasn't complaining about Burks getting out the game. I wasn't complaining about Fournier getting out the game tonight. Just because they're surrounded by guys that actually run around on defense and cover for each other on defense. It, it made it made their defensive errors not look as bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, I just want to put that out there as well. Yeah, I still wanted some little bit more when I was McBride. I, I'll talk about McBride yeah. later. Because McBride had to eat 10 minutes, 10 minutes and 40 seconds, 9 points in 10 minutes and 40 seconds. <laughs> Shout out to McBride, gunshots for him because he's looking real, a lot more comfortable right now, putting up a three, yakking it in people's eyes. So shout out to McBride. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what I saw from him today as well. Uh, shout out, shout out to my guy Silver Analytics. Says a ten dollars super chat, who says Obi makes it difficult to key on Barrett. He unlocks unlocks RJ efficiency. Um, yeah, man, he do, he does he did, but I. And this is this is the next thing I want to talk about, Ryan. The game plan that differed from yesterday till today. Mm -hmm. Um, because yesterday we played the Hawks, and the Knicks were very reliant on R.J. Barrett's playmaking. And today I saw a different approach, and it worked out because we got Evan Fournier here to not just be a shooter. And congratulations to, R to, to, to Evan Fournier who beat John Stark's record, and uh. At, for single season three point shots made, but um we also brought him here to be a, a part a, a point a bit of a playmaker. And the first few minutes of the game, Ryan Evan Fournier was playmaking his his his. I'm not gonna say the word. He's in, yeah. <laughs> if he was here yesterday, you know what I'm talking. He was playmaking yeah, I, his I, butt yeah, off. Yeah, I was I was I was angry I was angry yesterday, so I let I let a few words fly. But yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel like I feel like YouTube didn't catch it because the views and stuff was good, so it didn't happen. All right, all right it didn't happen. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> but Evan Fournier really played a really good role, facilitating seven assists on the night, and it started early. The Hornets, for some reason, I don't know, man. He had they had the tip syndrome today on defense, where they tried just tried one defensive play over and over again. It didn't work. They were trying to trap the pick and roller every single time, and every single time we picked them apart. Whether it was Evan Fournier, or it was Alec Burks, or or R.J. Barrett, but a lot of times it was Evan Fournier who passed the ball out the double pretty quickly and found Sims rolling for for uh, dunks, found uh, Obi rolling uh, as well. And shout out to Evan Fournier. He did. A, he played a, a good four game. This was, this was a uh, Euro League Evan Fournier today. <laughs> <laughs> seven assists, twelve points, seven assists on the night. Uh, four ten from three, which is exactly forty percent, which is pretty much his average on the night. Shout out, so shout out to Evan Fournier. Yeah, man. Also got a you know, not just big of Fournier, but just the team in general because there were also plays where. Throughout the season, I've been seeing Nick Biggs do this, and they would not get the ball. But there was a, there were at least two or three times tonight where the Bigs actually sealed the defender yeah. on the low block, and and I think Fournier and, and 
I forgot who else, but they would just throw it over the top, and they would and Obi. either Sims or Obi would catch, and they would dunk the ball. And the Bigs been doing that pretty much all season, and they haven't been getting the ball. Yes. But tonight they but tonight they were looking for them, and and I was I, I was impressed. I was like the two or three times I saw the Bigs actually sealed down low, where they where the defenders out the pitch, and if you throw it over the top, they would get the easy dunk, and they actually got the ball tonight. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's. Exactly. I feel like it started yesterday. I feel like Fournier was doing that for Mitch yesterday, and you know Mitch is out today with a bad, with a bad back. But I feel like it started yesterday with Evan Fournier feeding Mitch, and we started to see it again today. Um, in general, it just seems like our ball movement, the play style we have to play today without Julius Randle is just so much more enjoyable than I've ever seen the entire season. To the fact that we got 30 assists at this point of the season and Julius Randle is out, I don't think it's any any coincidence. And it yeah. it went on through the entire night, pretty much. There wasn't a part of the night where the ball went really stopped. And maybe the ball stopper tonight might have been, if you want to be nitpicky, it was really R.J. Barrett, you know what I mean? But... <laughs> <laughs> But you know, but, but but and let's talk about RJ Barrett though. RJ Barrett tonight. RJ Barrett tonight. And let me switch the screen on you guys. Uh, RJ Barrett tonight gives you another thirty-point game. Another thirty-point game from RJ Barrett. Uh, went to the hole. Super efficient. Super efficient today. Took the challenge, and I feel like. The fact that the the ball didn't go through him as much, it felt like his usage was down a lot from yesterday to today. I feel like because of that, he was a lot, he was able to be a lot more efficient in his shooting and his play, and his uh and taking it to the rack. Um, how did you like RJ's game today, man? Yeah, um, the last few games where RJ has you know scored big points, the main issue with RJ was that he wasn't efficient. And I think like because I think I heard them talking about it either on. During the game or during the or during or during the um the halftime show, I'm not I don't re- I don't recall or if I, I don't even recall if I got if I got the information off Twitter, but there's but apparently there was some article that came out which basically talked about R.J. Barrett's inefficiency and wondering if the Knicks should even sign him to a max deal in the next um upcoming off season. I, I don't know who wrote the article, but I heard Was about that Berman. Was it Berman? I feel like it might have been Berman. A max it, it, deal? It, 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 it could have been. I but I, I, th- I think it was Berman because Berman said that, you know, that the Knicks should be cautious about signing RJ to a, to a max deal. And one of the reasons why was because of his inefficiency in the scoring department, whatever the case may be. But tonight, RJ Barrett showed that he can be efficient and get you 30. And RJ Barrett, I mean, you really, you really can't say anything more about this guy. Um, he's definitely shown great improvement this season. And today he definitely um, scored at all three levels. He drove it to the basket, got a few easy baskets. He hit the three-pointer. So, you know, RJ Barrett just had a great overall game. You know, he you you wish that maybe maybe he could have play make the playmaker you know a bit more. But you know, quickly and Fournier were doing the playmaker tonight. So I guess yeah. you know there wasn't much pressure on him to play make as much tonight. And um, he did. I, I thought he would have crashed the boards more today, seeing that Mitch was out. Right. I thought he would have helped more on the boards. He only got three rebounds, but besides that, RJ Barrett had a good game. Yeah, I feel like the only uh, we got crushed on the boards tonight, but that's gonna happen when you have Mitch out and uh, you only have Simmons to play and Taj. There was points of the game where RJ Barrett was playing power forward for long stretches of time, and that's the time when actually the Hornets actually started to make their 
make their run because as, as good as the defense was playing and we did a pretty good job for long periods of time it came a point where we had to get the rebound to end up the good defensive play and we just wasn't able to do it uh let me see if i'm looking at the rebounding numbers for tonight we got uh yeah our rebounded 51 to 46 so that's still not even that bad considering we only have one real center out there so it looks like the Knicks kind of fought back at the end and closed the rebounding gap and probably gained gain rebound. But I, like I said, I think RJ Barrett. I think the thing that benefited RJ Barrett today was he didn't get to he didn't dominate the ball as much. One, uh, two. I think because he didn't dominate the ball as much, he was able to actually hit free throws seven to eight from free throws. I do feel like him getting the ball every single time down the court yesterday tired him out and he wasn't able to like you know catch his breath at free throws, and you. And you know, defensively, he held he held his own. He held his own a, a little bit. The, the Knicks, as a whole, held their own because this, this team averages 116 points a game, held them to 106, and all without their one of their best defensive anchors in Mitch Robinson. So great job from R.J. Barrett. And um, yeah, actually, I want to talk about quickly too, man, because quickly came in and changed the game, dog. Like quickly came. I, this is one of the best point guard games I've seen from quickly in a long time. Well, I feel like he he wasn't um he, he was feeding the hot man, he was getting into the lane, and there was points at the time when he was going into the lane, um with the sole purpose of kicking it to shooters. Like the shot that he got Grimes in the fourth quarter, I was just I was just like proud dad moments. Like yes, quickly, <laughs> it's like you don't have to shoot that floater, like break down that defense, feed Grimes and hit the three in a pivotal moment of the game. Quickly had a, a really good game, man. And, like, they could not keep up with this dude. As soon as he came in the game, what the Knicks were up with, I think four? Um, When Quickly came in the game and all of a sudden, the Knicks, you look up, the Knicks have 40 points in the first quarter. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, I don't, yo, this kid, man, this, this kid is a turning, like, I know he's still a combo guard. But, <laughs> man, <laughs> seven assists from your combo guard. No one can keep it in front of him. He, he He's throwing lobs. There was a point where he was directing traffic. He was telling Sims to come down because he saw how it was playing him and threw him a lob <laughs> for an easy dunk. Like, quickly was really doing his thing, man. And, on both and scoring and scoring efficiently and hitting threes. Like, man, people was giving up on this kid like a month ago. And I was even getting a little frustrated to tell you the truth. I was like, I was like, man, it can he play? Can he play some point guard? But like, I'm I'm mad for that of myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> so shout out to quickly, shout out to quickly, everybody and everybody. Shout out to this team, man. Shout out to the team and the good team play and the the good team play without Julius Randle here. Let's keep this up, please, please, please. Yes, 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 please. And you know, Sibs, Leon Rose. Whoever may be listening to this tonight, please. You know, Julius Randle had a, he's had a rough season. You know, let my man sit out for the rest of the season. You know, let him relax his mind. You know, let his body recover. You know, let, give my yeah. man an early summer. Right. You know, just give him an early summer. You know, let the young guys you know run. You know, let let oh we had forty minutes tonight. Like I was shocked. <laughs> you know, like you know, like let the young guys run yeah. tonight, run for the rest of the season. You know, let, you know rest Randall. You know, just maybe just rest forty forty eight a bit. You know, rest Burks, you know, just rest everybody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Let the young, let the young guys run for the rest of the season. You ain't making the playoffs anyway. Yeah, it's not about it's about it's not it's not a, we we're here for your concern. It's about your concern. You know, we want you to exactly. heal, like, man. Don't don't stress that leg anymore. And you need a mental break too to kind of you know, 
go to Zen mode and Kumbaya and come back um, next year refreshed if you're still here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> as Raw would say, you know, come back and, you know, for the Kings refreshed. All right. Yes, <laughs> or whatever yes, team yes. you might be in next season. All right. Two callers up. But before we get to the callers, gunshots for Black Needle since the $10 who has chat it says big facts ryan g give obi more burn and he'll be a much better defender with time can't stay for the rest of the show but i'll be in the comments tomorrow morning and run these like ups peace kot fam shout out to you black needle man shout out to you thank you yes for, sir thank uh, you thank you doing your thing and commenting on the show as well all right first caller up we got our guy big reaper aka silver analytics aka the other guy with the stats and the facts no, that's a real man with a stats and the facts. I gave, I gave up my title. I gave up my title. Ryan has forgone the stats and the facts title and crowned Big Reaper. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, man, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm really, actually, this is the happiest I've been, like, in a long time with this team. Facts. Um, honestly, even if we would have, like, let's say something happened, and we would have lost it. I still would have been okay because of the minutes a lot of the guys got. Except I wish we probably got more minutes. Right. Uh, but I'm happy we won it. I'm really ecstatic we won the game because it just shows so much. I mean, like, the stuff we've been talking about the whole year. And it's like, you know, a lot of times, like, you get some of these, like, um, uh, I guess the writers that are, like, on SMY or whatever, they make it seem like, you know, like these fans, like, we don't know what we're talking about. And, like, Coach Tibbs, like, look, Coach Tiz, you know, unfortunate for him, he needs to make the decision. And if it goes bad, but the fans have all the information laid out in front of them, right? right. And then they get to kind of sit there and look back and be like, you know what? And they could be like, yeah, you know, the decision you made was wrong because all the information is there. But I'm just kind of happy, like, all, a lot of what everybody's been talking about is actually, it's shown that it's true. You know, like, Obi, I'm sorry, Obi Toppin, he's like just, you know, it's not like he's more skilled or more talented than uh, Julius Randle, but he's definitely way more efficient, you know. And he like he's more conducive for like a, a good free flowing offense. Um, and like I just noticed, it just hit me today like a ton of bricks. Like it's really hard to key in on RJ if you're running action on the same side with uh, with Obi. If you're running uh, an action with RJ and Obi on the same side because of like how quickly. Obi kind of like that uh, dives to the basket. Yeah, uh, I mean he's just like it's really difficult to kind of key in on RJ, and so and so like it's very hard to like then kind of get the uh, double teams to come, and so and that's why yesterday like after yesterday's game I was like I just don't understand why he's not playing RJ and Obi together more uh, because it's just like you know it's it's just very difficult because he's just. Um, you know, he just he's you know he just like he moves all, he moves around a lot. He just moves way too much, and so it makes it very difficult for defenses to kind of like you know to fall asleep. Yeah, you know because everyone is kind of standing at the line. Now you're uh, right. Just two more, yeah, now just two more things real quick. I just wanted okay. I, I wanted to say like I'm kind of glad uh, Tom Thibodeau brought uh, Sims back in that fourth quarter. Uh, Me too. Because it's like, yeah, Sims is struggling, but the dude, like, we got to let these kids play, man. We got to let them just, you know, learn how to play, get used to the NBA game. Um, I'm kind of feeling the same thing with, like, what they need to do with Grimes is, like, the kid can shoot. I really think they need to just, like, just focus. Like, they need to focus some shots on Grimes. 
Like, the kid can shoot. He needs the confidence. You need to give him the confidence. Like, dude, you can drop 25 points in a game. I don't care if he has three games in a row where he shoots, like, three of 15. Like, but I think seeing the kind of player Grimes is, I think he's not going to, if he goes, like, three of 15 a couple of times, he's not going to let him get down. He's still going to keep shooting. Yeah. Like, you know, seeing the way he, you know, seeing, like, the way he played in college and then also seeing him in, like, summer league, the kid just likes to put up shots. And I think that's what they need to do. And the sooner they do that, and also they got to play the kids uh, that McBride kid more because it's clear yeah. he's got a great defense and his offense. He's not a bum on offense either. The kid can shoot. Just let it's, these kids play. Give them the confidence. confidence. And Tom needs to yeah, he confidence. needs to learn how to inspire confidence in these kids. And he's kind of got some uh, players here, and he's just like, and it feels like all he's doing is just like snatching snatching away all their confidence. And the only reason all this is happening is because of all the injuries that that went down. Yeah. You know, so and it's, so it's pretty crazy. Super, super crazy. Uh, yeah, but thank you guys for taking my call, man. I just want to, you know, make it short. I'm like, this is the happiest I've been in a long time. Man, so, me too. You know. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out, yo, thank you for your call, man. Shout out to Reaper. Yo, it's, it's crazy. All right, thanks. It's crazy. We're out of the play-in. We're out, not making the playoffs. This is like I don't know what what game is this? Like game sixty? Yeah, it's like game like seventy. Um, seventy. What? Seventy-three? Some somewhere. And this is the happiest I've been all season. <laughs> <laughs> this is the happiest I've been all season. And I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna address the Obi comment, man. Like just like when rim runners rim rim runners have created attention. Because you know, rim runners sometimes they'll they'll bring two to two to the ball, and leave three point shooters open. Um, Obi was kind of been doing that from the corner, which is which is amazing, and and leaving people open as well. Like people who move around, who are in constant motion, Obi, uh, IQ, they just put they just put defenders in, in in trouble. So the more of those types of players we have, the more off ball motion we have, the harder it is going it is going for. The harder it's going to be for defenses to key in on us. Uh, so I think uh, he had a great point about Obi creating some open lanes for RJ. That's absolutely true. And if Obi can keep people honest by hitting a couple of threes as he's rim running, you're, you're done for. You're done for. <laughs> you're done for. Plus the six assists from Obi on top of that. It's just out of this world. It's crazy from Obi what we're seeing right now. And All facts. Yeah, and not only that, he also talked about um, Quentin Grimes's Quentin Grimes's uh, confidence. I, I'm not worried about Quentin Grimes. I don't even think the coach is worried about Quentin Grimes. I think that uh, you know he he's coming back from injury, so he's he's not as efficient right now. But the defense is still there, and he he's the one guy where I feel like he's not going to bury because I kind of I kind of feel like once you got once you're into the coach's good graces for long stretches of time he doesn't really take you out of the good graces um uh CIQ for evidence you know <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I feel like Quentin Grimes is going to be fine and but Miles McBride is to me is the other case study where the confidence in him is rising him knowing he's going to get a certain amount of minutes is beneficial for him, just like Obi, give you nine points on the night. Damn near went perfect from the three, three, three from four. And this is the this is the McBride that we saw in summer league, man. This is the McBride that we see in summer league where he's just pulling it with guys. He's not completely open, but kind of open enough, and he's still kind of drilling it with defenses closing out on him. 
and we've seen him doing it in the summer league, and now we've seen him having the confidence to do it in the game, and he he, he, he delivered. He definitely delivered today. And, and he had a, also a nice bullet pass to R.J. Barrett um, in the second quarter. He, he gave you the little little eyes with the, the fingers. <laughs> yeah, McBride is coming to it his own, man. McBride is coming to it his own. I, I, if he gets the ball a little bit more and, and starts to actually be like a playmaker as well, Watch out, man. I feel like that's the next stage for McBride if he gets a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, because I don't really want to get on dips today because, you know, he actually made good decisions tonight and the Knicks played well tonight. But if that's, but if there's one critique I do have about tonight's game, just the fact that when McBride is in the game, Tips doesn't really play him at the point guard like that. Right. You know, he, he still has quickly do most of the point guard run. And I get it. You know, quickly at the moment, you know, is running the point better than McBride. I, so I understand why he refer, why he defers to quickly more to run the point than McBride. But I still feel like, you know, at least on a few possessions, you know, like at least make McBride run point sometimes and let quickly run the two guard. You know, like I agree. You know, you know, don't just don't just leave it all to quickly and then just have McBride just you know be in the corner or whatnot and just be a a shooting guard. You know, like let McBride run the offense a bit sometimes too. Because I mean, if the guy's averaging like what. 11 assists per game in Westchester. Yeah. And and you're telling me that you can't let this guy run point guard a few times, you know, during the game? I mean, c- come on. Yeah, he averages video game numbers in Westchester. Westchester yeah, is does. ridiculous. <laughs> 30 points, 11 assists, and what, like, what, five or six rebounds a game is ridiculous. I don't care what league you're in. G League, NBA, Little League, I don't care what. Like, that's a ridiculous. <laughs> YMCA League, that's ridiculous. But I, I agree with you there, Ryan. But um, I'm hoping that's the next step for him. Like at least get, let him run with the the, uh, the older unit sometimes, um, or or with and have him um do some Alec Burks playmaking type of situation. Because Alec Burks is kind of, I feel like Alec Burks what 17 points today for Alec Burks. Um, I feel like Alec Burks is doing well because he's taking on less playmaking, actually. And it seemed like Evan Fournier was a playmaker day, ironically. So, yeah, look at that. Look at that. All right, next caller up, we got our guy Ken T, editor of Nick Time Show. Um, what's going on, Ken T? Let us know what you want to talk about. And before you start talking, Ken T, if, if you guys want to call in, the number is 319 527 6241. The number is right there at the bottom if you want to call in. That is 319 What's up? What's going on, Ken? <laughs> I hear the excitement. I hear the excitement. <laughs> Talk about Listen, a win. man. You, you guys, you guys are hitting your primes, right? You guys are no longer young players, man. You, you guys are hitting your prime. You're hitting all, all the notes. You guys are saying everything. Everybody's thinking, and you just stole the words out of my mouth. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was about to say what you just said. It's game seventy-three. We, we just got eliminated from the play-in, and I'm happy as hell with this victory. This is one of my favorite victories of the year Facts. because of the way we played, right? I think as fans, all we want to see is the team play hard and smart. And then what you saw tonight was you saw hustle, you saw something called ball movement, yeah. which has been missing when, when Mr. Randall's been the, you know, the vocal point of the offense. And, um, and like I said, we've been, you know, we saw tonight what we've been wanting to see. And like I said, and there's also like a promise, promise of what could be this team in a couple of years. Because like I said, 
you know, I know Tibbs and the front office to try to win now with some of these vets, but we know there was a ceiling on this team. Like this team, there's no way, there was no moves they're going to make, even if all the vets were healthy, that they were ever going to be in contention to, to you know, for a championship. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, what's the point? You know, let's develop, you know, the young guys and, and build something that, you know, that in a year or two can actually, you know, get us in a position where we haven't been in 20 years. And that's been part of the problem is we have these ridiculous timelines. Like, who says that we got to be a contender in two years? That doesn't happen. There's no, no team in the NBA has been built in, in, in two years. It takes four or five years. And um, I just want to say, before I rip Randall, like, as you know, I try to be objective and look at both sides, right? Because, like, we all, you know, we're all upset with Randall. We want to rip into him. But, um, but you know, I think there's definitely something to him. I think he's been dealing with some injuries this year, nagging. Mm-hmm. But I think, he, you know, he's been sitting, really. I think it's more because of his outburst and his attitude. I think so, uh, too. Because he just took it too far. But one thing I want to say is, like, if you look at the stats, since Tibbs took over last year, Randall has been leading the league in minutes. And the thing is, it's not like, it, and I'm just talking minutes per game, but just total minutes. Yeah. And I was just going through the list, like, you know, he was averaging, like, I think it was like, like almost 37 minutes a game. And, like, the next closest guy was, like, Sabonis, mm-hmm. who was, you know, like, just under a minute below him. But Sabonis has missed, like, 10 or 12 more games. So that's, like, the other thing is that, that this guy's playing. Every night, and the thing is, like, I even look back, like, um, when um, when Tibbs won in Minnesota, and, like, Jerry Butler didn't play that many minutes because he got hurt because he had all the wear and tear from the Chicago days. Yeah. He, he got hurt. It wasn't a contact injury. It was just his wear knee ligaments tore yeah. from all the miles, the Tibbs miles. And then uh, guess who led the league in minutes for centers? It was, it was Carl Anthony Towns. By by a lot. The same thing. He was averaging more minutes per game than any other center, and then he played eighty two games mm. that year. So so of course, like these guys, man, they're gonna burn out, and yeah. and that's the thing is like, and this year, like I think like what we did now with Randall is what we should have been doing the whole year. We should have taken a couple of nights off during the year. Once you saw that that Obi, you know, took an, a, another step and he was better this year than last, we should have given Randall a couple of nights off during the year for load management. And that's where somebody needed to step in and, and you know, and that should be Leon who's over Tibbs and be like, listen, this guy's got to sit. You're going to burn him out. Because listen, even LeBron, who is like, you know, a machine, especially even when he was in his prime in Miami and he was playing every game, doing everything, playing two-way player, handling the ball, playing multiple positions. That dude, push back on playing power forward. He didn't want to play power forward. He kept pushing back because of the the, the wear and the, tear. The punishment. Yeah. The wear and tear of pounding with these big guys who are you're just as big as you were bigger in the paint. So that part I sympathize with Randall a little, but like I said, before Tibbs got here he was still being a punk and, and pouting on the on the court in year one with Fisdale. And it's like listen, you're not you're not helping anything when you do that. Like be a professional, right? I you know I know your job's not easy, but come on. So anyway, enough about Randall. Uh, so I just want to get into is um, uh, oh, the, the last thing about Randall. Before I move on, is that I think him sitting has been good for two reasons. One, he actually looked a little remorseful 
uh, in the game against Atlanta. Like, I think it's, he got a chance to reflect what an idiot he's been and how he put himself. <laughs> but, I mean, he's realized, like, wait a second, I'm about to get shipped out of here, you know, because he's trying to be his prima donna superstar, which he's not. And, and I wrote about that in, in the article about Randall, why, you know, in his mind, he still thinks he's, like, the best player in the nation. Like, he was in high school and he went to Kentucky. And it hasn't dawned on him, like, yo, you're not at the same level as the superstars. If, if you notice in the Atlanta game, he was on um, the Utah game, when he went off on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. When did he calm down? Right before he saw um, Donovan Mitchell. He saw RJ talking to, to, to Donovan Mitchell, and then all of a sudden he ran over there and he was all nice. Hey, Donovan, how you doing? <laughs> and, and doing the whole thing because he wanted to be in, in the limelight with the stars. So, anyway, uh, but talking about the young guys, uh, and, I, and I wrote about it at the previous article to Tibbs about trust the process. And I think you're seeing that tonight, uh, uh, Jay and, and Ryan, is small successes, right? Mm-hmm. We don't got, like, outside of RJ, who was a top three pick, all the other guys, young guys are playing, are, are, you know, late picks. I mean, yes, Obi was a lottery pick, but, I mean, he was the eighth pick. And usually guys picked out of the top three and even, like, the top five, there's a, there's a drop-off. And remember, that draft, uh, Obi came out was considered a little weak on the top end. So, so you know what I'm saying? He's not like a, a franchise lottery pick, right? Uh, and then you got Grimes, you got Grimes and IQ who were mm-hmm. picked 25th. And then you got, you know, McBride and Jericho who were, um, who were picked in the second round. So, but the point is you've seen these nice young role players who fit New York, right? Because they got the, yeah. the attitude we talked about before. Right, these are guys like you saw quickly, and you talked about it so eloquently earlier. That you know the guy faltered earlier on, but that guy's a professional. And even Tibbs, we all talk about Tibbs and like to play young players. He didn't yank IQ the whole year. He benched Kimba because IQ had the right approach. He was playing hard, and he, and he let IQ wor- work out his issues. And you saw IQ came through. He didn't melt down like Randall. He you know he focused, and he and look how good he's playing now. He, he he's taking his game to another level after struggling. So um, so I think, like I said, that we got something to build on with the young guys. Yeah, we do. And like you talked about earlier, like you saw like the ball movement without Randall there, and how much better everybody looks, especially RJ when they're sharing the ball. So um, like I said, I think the key is it was one game, and and the key is you got to be consistent, right? So I think um, Tibbs now is kind of forced to play the player, the young players, and like I said, any coach we have. Next year or, or the year after, all these coaches are the same. They're all coaching for their jobs. So unless you unless manager forces them to play the younger guys, they're going to try to play some of the vets because they don't want to. They don't have the patience Got to him. let these guys work it out. But you saw Obi; he's going to get his minutes tonight, right? Yeah, we got to get. People were talking that that Tibbs was going to get. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Taj is going to get forty eight minutes tonight, but you saw Obi play better because he knew he was going to get his minutes. So anyway. Um, you know, that's all I kind of wanted to say, uh, which was a lot. But I was really excited. I think, you know, th- this shows promise for next year, right? So I think yeah, we're seeing yeah. that we got something to build on, and we can move the hell off of freaking Randall. Right? Absolutely. Let's move him out of here, man. I'm ready to move on, man. This is one thing this game told me today uh, was it's time to move on from Randall. Like, we, <laughs> we can do it. That, that's you see, I see a blueprint to success, all right? Let's, let's do that. I'm ready. I'm ready to move. <laughs> Yeah, if we can move Randall, get a point guard, veteran point guard, I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Facts. All right, fellas, you're doing awesome. Ryan, you're crushing it. Jay Ellis, you're running that point, man. Like, we need a point guard like you, man. You <laughs> 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 
you get everyone involved, make everyone feel appreciated. You're doing awesome, buddy. Thank All right, you, man. man. Salute All to you, kid. Salute to you. Man. All right, man. Thanks. All right, man. Yeah, man. I, if anything I can just learn from this game is that there is a blueprint to success, success after Julius Randle. And, you know, this this team, this, they're not like a, a high-octane defensive team. There's going to be another huge test, and that test is going to be versus the, the Miami Heat because Miami yeah. Heat actually has played some um, defense. But I'm, I'm hoping for a little bit more of the same. Uh, I, I want to see some, some ball movement. I want to see some uh, consistent ball movement, and I want to see – I want to see. Oh, I want to see what Obi does against guys like this. Because what Obi does get in trouble sometimes is when people expect him to to kind of head fake and go, and they just wait for him to paint. So I want to see how he reacts when things like that happen. Because I feel like Miami is a little bit more disciplined in how to de- defend. So that I'm waiting for Obi to play this game and see how he reacts. And um, we'll see. Hopefully he gets to play this game and gets gets 30 plus minutes a game today. I mean, next yeah. Game. Yeah, that Miami game is definitely going to be a huge test. Definitely want to see what this Knicks ball movement is going to do against a team that is solid defensively like Miami. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not expecting Knicks to win that game, clearly, because the Miami Heat is the better team. But I would hope that at least with, you know, the young guys running now, that they would at least keep the game close. Like, as long as the Knicks keep the game close and continue the ball movement and play well on defense, win or lose, I'll still be happy, no matter the results. Me, yeah, me too, me too, man. And I just like the, I just like that how I like the playing dynamic right now, even though we're out of it. I, I feel I, I like that dynamic because if we win right now, it's not because the team laid down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I like that aspect of it. It's not because the Hornets are, are trying to win; they're trying to make the play, and it was on a five-game winning streak. So it wasn't just like, oh, we we gonna just, oh, we gonna just try out there and hope for the best. Nah, they got something to lose. So it was good to see the Knicks play spoiler today versus the Hornets. It was bringing to the Miami Heat. Next game up, uh, you already know R.J. Barrett versus Jimmy Butler. You know, already know how that's gonna be. All right, yeah. this is gonna be a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next call up, we got our Mike. We got our man Mike from Michigan. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, fellas? JLS, Ryan G. Yeah. Appreciate you, gentlemen. It's a good night, man. It's a Absolutely. good night to be a Knicks fan. Great night, yes, man. Sir. <laughs> Great night to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> man, so my man Ken touched on it. So, you know, I, obviously I don't want to, but I have to mention it. I'm not going to beat the dead horse, but I have to mention Go it. Go ahead and mention that, it. That, you know, I, man, the team looks beautiful. Looks beautiful without number 30. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It looks beautiful. You know, and uh, listen, I got I got some plans for, to be in NY for opening night next year. Okay, you know, Nick, but I'm not coming. Right. And if Randall's still on the team, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no, no, I'm, being, oh, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'm going to make it. You know, I want to make it there. You know, to to see my guys in in person. You know, on opening night, but uh, you know, if, if he's still there, and I wait, I'm still. I'm Still planning on coming to a couple of games next year, you know. But uh, I just came, you know. Open tonight ain't gonna be as as special for me if we don't get this guy moved this summer. So, and, and I'm just saying that just based on the way the team looks without him, you know. Not not trying to, you know. Like I said, we can pay him for what he's done. He he, he gave us a good year last year, and I think a lot of that was uh, I mean, it, it's looking like I, I wasn't sure, but it's looking like. The COVID year with, you know, no fans and in the stands and whatnot, 
it was looking like that that the pressure yeah that that he didn't have on him last year it it, it eats him up this year you know what I'm saying like his composure is bad and everything it, it goes back to the year that uh the last year that we had uh my man Fizdale. no you're right yeah when we first got Randall remember no. he was he, his, his demeanor was pretty much the same then no you're so, absolutely right yeah. you know I was actually looking at yeah. Um, I was I was going back and forth on my mind if I wanted to make graphics for this, but let me see if I can even uh-huh. find them real quick. I was actually looking at number splits for Julius Randle and uh, his home and away numbers, and not surprisingly, his home his away numbers are way are better than his home numbers. Um, things like his free throw percentage is like I think he's I think he shoots like five a five percentage points better away. Than at home from the free throw line, I think he averages about two more points away from the, than at home as well, and even his percentages are the same way. So I think it's something to be said that 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 when he went on that crazy run, he was on a road, man. Like he when he was averaging like damn near thirty points a game, he was on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I I missed that detail last year when he was doing that. I was just happy he was winning. No, I'm talking, no. This se- I'm talking about this season. No, it's not this season. This season, oh, this season. Okay. This season, the, the Knicks went on like a five-game West Coast trip, and Randall was okay. going insane. Uh, he had like he had a career-high 46 points one game. Uh, he was shooting like he had shot like 40 percent from three a couple of games in a row, and he was just on one. And then he comes back home, and it's just like it's not there. It's not there, and it's crazy because I was watching. Um, Oh, who was I watching? I was watching Gilbert Arenas, actually. I was watching Gilbert okay. Arenas, and he was talking about how booing at home affects players sometimes, good or bad. And I was like, uh, maybe maybe that has maybe it's hitting Randall Psyche because he's definitely gotten the, the uh, bad end of the stick from getting booed at home. And not to say that he didn't, you know, deserve some criticism, but, man, like, it could have messed up his psyche for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't do himself any favors when he clapped back at the fans. No, nah, I didn't. I mean, that was, nah, that I was pretty did not. So, so him his numbers being you know lower at home, that don't surprise me after that. And, and that's also why, you know, uh, going into this off season, I think it just it would be best for him and for the team just to you know find a find a good spot for him and you know let him let him go do his thing, you know where it's less pressure at. No, I uh, agree with you. you know, and why is different. And uh I think that uh so the way the team plays, getting back to that, the way the ball moves and everything without, you know, him stopping the ball, I mean, I think it was thirty assists tonight. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Forty eight has uh Fournier had like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Obi had like six assists, right? Obi had six yeah. assists. So, yep. My man Obadiah, six assists, <laughs> uh, eighteen points, and ten rebounds. Come on, man! So, yeah. yeah, so I mean, people was writing him off. People Yo. was writing my man Obi off, but I'm like, Obi, Obi, Obi got athleticism that reminds me of Amari, Amari Stoudemire, man. Absolutely, you know yeah, you do, yeah. Like I, the way he finishes around the rim, it, it reminds me of Amari. But you know, Amari, Amari got minutes in Phoenix to develop that my man has never gotten. You know. So far in New York, I mean, he's he's averaging like what, like uh, less than twenty minutes, I mean, nowhere near twenty minutes a game this year, correct? 
Yeah, but pretty much. I mean, I would have to look uh, up that stat. But oh, OB? I, I, I don't, Off the top, I, yeah, I like 11 minutes a game. Uh, yeah, he's definitely he's not even averaging 15. 11 minutes a game. Damn. I thought it was at least 15. I thought it was like it was less than 20. Nah, I every, it was nah. At least 15. When, when, when he's really okay. rolling, he, get, he gets 14 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's really rolling. Yeah, when he's really yeah, okay. when, when the coach is like, ooh, he's cooking. 14 minutes. Yep. <laughs> you know, I got to look this up. I, I'm, I think Taj might average more than 10 minutes. Taj might be averaging more than Obi this year. If I'm not mistaken. That might be insane. We can look yeah, that up real quick if you want to. I'm gonna definitely have to look that up. You know, just to make well, I look it up. I already on a, on a on a good day, so I'm not mad. I, I feel I feel it like Ryan, Ryan might be looking it up right now as we speak. I might. Yeah. yeah I, I could definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but anyhow, yeah, I don't want to keep you, gentlemen. I just wanted to call in and let you know, man. It, it, it's a beautiful day to be a Knicks fan. Absolutely. I, I remember man. always harking back to the years where we didn't have, you know, any talent whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm, I still remember when uh, was my man Langston uh, Galloway was our best player. Yeah, man. So, I used to yeah. love Langston, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, I, I I got the minutes yeah, so. right here. Let's go. Yeah, be, be, before you go. Obi okay. he, actually, he actually is averaging 15 minutes a game. Oh, he is? He's averaging 40.9 okay. minutes a game. But it's also right that Todd Gibson is averaging more. Todd Gibson is averaging... At seventy point nine minutes a game, uh, so Gibson does average about uh, <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. But uh, yeah, we got young talent now, man. And I just we can never have, you know, two of the things that we need at once. We either got a, a nice roster and, and a bad coach, like when Zeke was bringing all those players in. We we it seemed like we had a nice roster, but we just didn't win any game. When we had, like, you know, under Zeke, he had, like, it seemed like everybody was signed with the Knicks back then. Yeah, you're you know, right. as far as free agents. Yeah. And uh, we still didn't win nothing. You know, so coaching was, was an issue. And then after that, after Zeke, after we had to get those contracts cleared out, we got uh, we had a, a couple seasons where we ended up resetting. And I think we had, uh, that's when we had Gallo. Gallo was our draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up getting... Felton as our point guard, mm-hmm. best point guard play we had in my lifetime. My lifetime. I, I know we had better point guards, you know, back in the seventies and whatnot with yeah. Clyde. Yeah, I feel so you. That wasn't but, bad. People was. But, well, I, I was. I yeah, was a Felton fan. Was good. I was a Felton fan when he was here. Well, well, I mean, we did have Steph. Yeah, Marbury. We, 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 we had that. Oh. We had Steph. Yeah, Steph yeah we Marbury. had Marbury. Not, 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 not Curry. Uh, yeah, now we're yeah, we talking about Curry and Marbury. Yeah. Yeah, we we I don't know what Marbury was on when we got him. By the time we got him, he was just I guess he was just happy to be you know at home and just you know yeah. it didn't matter what he was doing. Despite the Vaseline, game, like, he was to him. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So anyway, say so all I have to say this: like, yeah, this is the best team that we've had, you know, that I've seen, you know, and since you know Oakley and Ewing them as far as t- the actual roster, you know, top to bottom being decent. They just all young. Yeah, hopefully yeah. Tibbs, you know, hopefully we can get Randall up out of here, you know, just to, to clear the way. You know what I'm saying? To clear the way for the young kids and, and just, you know, to continue to uh, play like this next year. The way they play tonight, you know, I, I don't have no problem if we lose with Me the neither. ball moving the way that it was moving tonight and we actually develop our talent. So, yeah, that's all I got, gentlemen. I want to keep you up. Man, I appreciate y'all taking the call as always. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate what y'all doing. All right, y'all man. have a good night. Have a good night, man. All right, man. Thanks. All right, peace. Yeah, salute to Mike, man. Yeah, I, I, this is this is the most amount of young talent that I feel like we've had in a very long time. I kept saying this since the 
since the the David Lee, Nate Robinson, Channing Fry era, I feel like this is the most yeah. young talent we've had at one time. Unfortunately, our coach, I mean, might not be the best coach for this situation, even though he's a good teacher. You know, I feel like I feel like he might be a good teacher. He's a guy who's, who's a good foundation coach guy. He's going to teach you the fundamentals. He's going to teach you the, the, the technique to play to play defense. He's going to concentrate on the small things. He's going to lay the foundation. But I think somebody somebody talked about this before, how Mark Jackson led the foundation and Steve Kerr came in here and, and, and did the finishing touches. Eventually, I feel like you're going to have to have somebody else over here to do the finishing touches because this coach isn't not that imaginative on offense and puts a ceiling on certain players on younger players and we need our young players to fly and get better especially considering how many of them we have you know mm-hmm. yeah and this is an interesting stat because i just thought about this right now because you know like you said how you know this is probably like the best group of draft picks that we've had for a while now mm-hmm. and, I, and i'm like really trying to think about it. i'm like well when was the last time the knicks actually re-signed one of their rookies charlie to, Ward. A, to a bigger deal that we drafted and i'm like yeah, but wasn't it David Lee? Didn't we re-sign David did Lee we, to a big uh, contract? I think we... Oh, wait, we know what we did, did re-sign David Yeah, but I'm like, since David Lee, have we really... Have the Knicks re-signed any rookie to a bigger deal? I don't think David so. Lee? Nope. Yeah, Frank, was supposed, and, and, Frank was supposed to be the first... We talked about Frank being the first one, then he left. We traded Kevin Knox. So I think R.J. Barrett... If, it, it's looking like it's doom and gloom for Mitch, too. Because <laughs> I feel like yeah. Mitch is... I feel like Mitch is about to leave. I don't want him to leave. I don't want him to leave, but I, I, don't, yeah, have I, good feel, I don't have a good feeling about it. But um, I feel like RJ might be the one. And I know I saw that you talking about the article about RJ getting the max. I would be shocked if you offer RJ the max or if, if he even commands a max. That yeah, would be I don't think shocking. He's a max, yeah, I don't think he's a max player at the moment, but the Knicks definitely got to give him some type of bread. Right. Yeah, they gotta give him some type of bread, but not Max. Yeah. Max bread is a little crazy. But yeah, hopefully you pay Mitch. If you, hey man, if we move, if we move Randall and, and cut some vets, we can pay Mitch. You know what I'm saying? Four years, forty eight, done. Let's get it. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I pull up the I pull up the Randall numbers for guys if you wanted to hear it. Home, offensive rating. Is 105 on the road, 100 at home. Uh, field goal percentage, 42% on the road, 40 at home. It's both of them are kind of bad. <laughs> Three-point percentage, 32% on the, on the road, 29% at home. Free throw percentage, 78% on the road, 75 at home. So overall, he's just better at, on the road than at home. And I don't think, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not you know defense is pretty much the same one ten to one eleven, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, slightly better at home on defense. Maybe that's the the, the garden crowd booing him if he doesn't rush back. <laughs> 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 that could be forcing that one point better on defense at home. But all the other numbers, he's offensively better on the road than at home. All right, for those all of you right. who don't know. All right, but yeah, I feel like we talked about everything you want to talk about. Next game up, I believe, is Friday versus the Miami Heat, right? Is it Friday? Yeah, I believe it's Friday. 
Friday versus the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler and them. Shout out to everybody that's rocking with the show. We get to end before midnight. This is different. All right. <laughs> I know, man. Like, I'm like 10 for I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Gregory Lee, Fritz Alessandor, Nick Em Up, uh, Michael Moss, Ian Goodridge, Picks with Timmy. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. We will be here Friday. So definitely check back in with us. And hopefully we celebrate another OB and RJ game. All right? All right, Ryan G. Let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S-I-R-G-I-T-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sergi's Corner, where I post videos on the Knicks and sports. Kind of busy at the moment, so I have it on I hiatus right now. I'll be back to doing those videos in a in a few. And um, you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G-K-O-T. Uh-huh. I already know, man. You can, you can get the merch, the, the blue and orange, and the black and white KOT hats. Go to nicktimeshow.com and just click catalog and get our merch, hats, and more. You can also get the, you know, the our, our Maple Mamba shirts that uh, you can cop for RJ. Also, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us there. So make sure you do that as well. And also, you, know, you can follow us on all social media. That is the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and Nick Time Show on Facebook. And yeah. Also, check out the blogs, too, at the Nick of Time Show dot com. Cool, cool, cool. That is our show, guys. Thanks for rocking with us. And guess what? As always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Nick streets, all right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming.